Hey, Dodger fans, thanks for tuning in. Uh, opening week at the Ravine this week, we got Josh in the house. He's going to give us some first-hand accounts on all the festivities that went on last week, and we're going to look ahead to the following week, too. Uh, this week on You're Dodgers Rap 360. And now, let the buzz begin. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, tell us, Josh, how was the week? I mean, it was a great week for the Dodgers. They came out 4-2 and two for the week. Can't complain about that. No, except two of the games I went to, they lost. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that you just answered your own question. you got to stop going to games. Yeah, I know. I guess I'm a little bit of a jinx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those games was opening day, uh, which was a great ceremony. All the, all the uh, Dodger greats there. I mean, and honoring you know the we talk all the time about the goats the greatest of all time and the greatest of all time baseball now to wise vince scully was on it properly so that day and uh got a uh, street named after him right yeah, yes formerly elysian park avenue is now vince scully way i believe oh, for all you los angelinos just so you don't get lost you're gonna be taking a left or a right up the hill on vince scully way now into right into what is that gate e I believe, yeah. Uh, I go through, uh, and I don't like dealing with Gady. Yeah, Gady's a harsh. I actually go off Sunset because it's close to where I live. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that isn't that isn't that the way? Oh, the different. No, oh, yeah, it's gotcha. A, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I mean, that must have been. I mean, you had all the greats out there. Koufax yeah. was out there. I mean, Don Newcomb was out there, right? I mean, oh yeah, uh, you know, Lasorda, obviously. Right. Uh, you know, they had video tributes. Like Kirk Gibson on a video tribute. You know. Um, uh, all these, all the former dogs. They had Garvey say, right? Not Lopes. Yeah, I mean Lopes is in Lopes. Washington now. Yeah, he's the first base coach yeah. in Washington. Yeah. So you know he's had a game. Yeah. <laughs> but they had Russell say and uh, Garvey. Sure. Three out of four of the old infield. Yeah. Not bad. Not uh, bad. Fernando, of course. Of course. You know Kershaw on the current team. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty amazing. You know, it's, couldn't have gone to a better guy. I mean, everyone. Oh. I was going to say, like I was telling you before, you know, three generations of my family listening to Vince Scully, my grandfather, my father, and me, you know, it's, it was that familiar voice. I mean, even as a kid, you know, you hear that and you're like, oh, Dodgers, yeah. you know, even before I was really following baseball, like, oh, Dodger game's on. Yeah. Because you recognize that voice. It's so, you know, just one of those things. Just inherent with baseball. Yeah. And he creates such a great picture when he, when he calls games. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just, it's. You know, I know he's old, 89 now, I believe. Okay. I was you know? going to give him 88. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, obviously, it's, it's getting harder for him to do games, obviously. But yeah. I do hope there will be a statue outside of... I would certainly hope Somewhere so. outside of Dodger Stadium for him. I would certainly hope so. This is his 67th year <laughs> doing Dodger games. I mean, he was doing them in Brooklyn, people. Yeah. You know, so do yourself a favor. It's like, this, is, this is actually a good time for us to just, you know, lambaste... Uh, time on a cable oh, yeah. right now because <laughs> yeah. it is a horror show that like people can't listen to one of the greatest but, to ever do it. But it's not all Time Warner. The Dodgers do take blame in this mess. Right, right. You know they they sold it to them, knowing that you know they knew. I I have a feel they had to know something like this was going to happen. Oh yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the Yankees being in bed with the Yes Network and all that yeah. stuff. You know, well they actually own that network. I think so. But they just wanted the money. You know, that's what it comes down to all the time. It just comes down to so money. terrible. Do yourself a favor, Time Warner Cable. Save some face. Save some face, Dodgers. Give, you know, 
time on a cable for free to anybody that maybe wants to give a donation to Vince Scully's favorite charity or something that's like a, that. That's a great Isn't idea. Isn't that a great idea? It is. Even if it's a dollar, you get time on a cable home games for the rest of the year. That'd be Isn't amazing. That, Scully, I would recommend maybe uh, a donation of $67 for $1 for every year he's been calling Dodger games. Because, I mean, the guy's so unbelievable. It's like, and I think, you know, we've kind of taken him for granted. And now it's like we get this this shock value with him. Like, okay, it is Vin's last yeah. year. And it's like, oh, my God. So listen in if you can because the guy is great. I mean, who else can carry a game? I mean, dude's 88. Cool. By himself, he can call a game. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't need doesn't you need know, a color guy doesn't need an analyst with him he's and he creates uh, he's no one creates a better word picture yeah nobody does you know Chick Hearn Chick Hearn obviously basketball wise could do it right you know but it's no Johnny Most but he was still pretty good <laughs> but yeah no I hate and it's like um, to have these young people that maybe are just kind of getting into baseball I hope there are young people still getting into baseball and not just whining that oh it's a long game but <laughs> it's, a it's long like season. it's yeah. like it's yeah it's it's such a great game and nobody paints the picture like you say more than Vince Scully and it's uh you know I mean the guy gives like first-hand accounts of stories about Jackie Robinson yeah <laughs> you know it's unbelievable you know he's like picking oh he's like oh yeah that pitch is of Jackie and uh you know and Don Newcomb from this game Pee Wee Reed and you know, oh, and that guy in the background is, you know, he's like, there's Gil Hodges yeah. sitting there, yes. <laughs> but he's like pulling like utility players, you know, that he sees in the background. It's like unbelievable. And it's like, once he goes, there's like nobody really from that old god left. And it's like, you know, our harking back, the stories are going to be like from the 80s from Oral and yeah. from the 90s from Nomar. It's like, you know, there are no more stories from the 50s coming forth. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, I think I think instead of no more, I think you wind up getting Karos in that position. Yeah. I think at some point. Yeah, you're going to oust no more? Uh, well, no, I I like no more a lot, but yeah. I don't associate no more necessarily with, like, just being a... I feel right. like he's more of a Red Sox than a Dodger. That Much is like, true. Controversially, I don't associate Kirk Gibson with being a Dodger. Right. He had a big he's a do- tiger. He had a big Dodger moment, right. but I don't necessarily associate him with the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, he won a World Series already with the Tigers before he came to the Dodgers. It's true, but it is like almost like Yeah, it is the, the mo- moment. Yeah, it is, but it's just he's not like a he was only like, you know, a Dodger a couple years I know, and I know. was hurt for the majority of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even still, just that one homer. It's like, oh. I know, that's all. I mean, he was MVP that year, I believe. Uh, yeah, in the National League too. <laughs> and you look at his numbers, and yeah. it was like they're wow. pretty pedestrian yeah. by today's standards. I know it was like pre-Juice Ball era, yeah. so you could like win the MVP wait, with wait. like twenty-two homers or whatever. Yeah. Which I do argue was the maybe the best moment pre-steroids uh, from that era in the '80s. Before when you kind of had you had the cocaine era, then it was kind of dead there, and then you had kind of the steroid era. Right. <laughs> and I feel like it would, between those two drug moments, it was the best moment there. Yeah. <laughs> That was kind of probably, I mean, the start of the juice ball era, you know, because the Kaseko, uh, you know, yeah. was was getting it going, anyways, at that time. But uh, yeah, so unfortunately, they they, they didn't couldn't make it the perfect opening day game, and they dropped that one uh, to to the Diamondbacks. But they still took two out of three, right, from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, still took two out of three. Maeda pitched good uh, opening day. He looked right, good, right? You know, still gave, gave up no runs. Yeah. Uh, Gave up a run today, though. What do you think? Triple A for him? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, outside of that first inning where he walked a couple guys, he was fine. Yeah. I mean, he had seven strikeouts. He looked solid. His his ball, it was, uh, it almost looked like the shadows were messing with him in those first couple innings. Right. Because, you know, five o'clock start, Dodger Stadium gets crazy shadows. 
But that's usually good for the pitches, isn't it? Usually, as opposed to the hitters, because I mean, yeah, because the ball kind of comes in and out, but because it goes from what sunshine to, to shadows, right? But he looked like he couldn't find the today. He didn't look. He looked like he couldn't find the plate for the first two innings. Hmm. They got a lot of trouble finding the plate. But then all of a sudden, his ball started working. The sinker started working. The curve started working. And man, he's and, been great. Yeah, and that was it. <sighs> he's been a godsend. Um, so yeah, he had two great starts this year. Um, excuse me, this week. Casmir, uh, however. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I mean, he was okay. That start on, was it Saturday he pitched? He was okay. He was, But his first start of the week, was he was just didn't have it. No, and, and he, I was at the game, and he just, he was, I mean, he was bouncing balls. He just, he, the walks were what killed him, right. really. It was the walks. But yeah, he was, I, he had to have bounced I mean, we lost. My dad and I were sitting there. We lost count at some point. He, in the first four innings, he bounced about four or five balls. Right. I mean, f- like way before the plate. It wasn't just oh, it bounced. It was like five feet before the plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like maybe it's just because he is, uh, you know, so dependent on that cutter. Maybe you just need a little feel for it. But it's like you can't really say it's a cold weather issue. I mean, maybe you could get away with that in San Francisco, but down here you really can't. No, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a beautiful day at the ballpark. I'll tell you that both. Uh, the day game, the night games was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then really the 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 game everybody was looking forward to was on um, you know Jackie Robinson yeah. day on Friday night, the big pitching duel, Kirsch versus Baumgartner. Second and time this season already. Second time already, and this one not not a pitcher's duel no, particularly. This one, <laughs> Kershaw did not look sharp. He didn't look bad. Right, just not his normal sharpness. I think he had two wild pitches in that game. Yeah, uh, one that scored a run. Although one I. I argue was a pass ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I really do argue was a pass ball. But. I think it initially was a pass ball, and then they, and then they rolled, it Yeah, they rolled it a wild pitch, yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, he didn't look sharp. Bumgarner didn't look good at all. Uh, I mean, they had some errors, but he they didn't. Did, they were uncharacteristically yeah. booting the ball around that night. It but, was kind of crazy. That but, was the night to get him. Yeah, and, but he still gave up four earned runs, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's not like him. Right. Yeah, but it was, it was an exciting game. <laughs> um, so... A frequent uh, whipping boy, if you will, on this program <laughs> is the uh, Dodgers bullpen. Yes. But now, after this week, we obviously have to give them some props because they kind of turn it around a we little bit. We do. 14 straight scoreless innings. Uh, I actually think the the rallying point was when he brought Jansen in for that five-out save on Wednesday. I agree with you. You know, Baez came in, gave up a walk, he yanked him right away, brought in Jansen. Jansen closed out the game. You know, I think he had three strikeouts. He, you know, Jansen, Jansen's Jansen. He's always going to be good. But I feel like that looked like it might have been a little rallying point there because after that moment, they have actually been lights out. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like, okay, are we going to have to use our horse for five outs? Yeah. Then that's how we're going to do it. Which the and Yan- all the other guys took it as a challenge. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, the Yankees used to do it with Rivera there for a little bit. They used to, he used to bring him in for those four or five out saves. Yeah. Uh, Tory. And I, you know, I, I give Roberts a lot of credit because that is something specifically Mattingly would not do. Right. Mattingly would never bring Jansen in, or he, if he did, it was very rare that he would do something like that. Well, I always remember there being kind of a question mark with Jansen's durability. Was it because he was coming off injury or, like, just the fact, you know, maximum workload? I think, I think it was more maximum workload yeah, than anything yeah, else. Yeah. Okay. And, well, that's another thing you want to be careful of, too. You know? yeah. <laughs> it would be nice to have somebody that can step up and maybe close yeah. that game. because not yeah. everyone could be Rivera and still be effective you know, when they're 40. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing to go back-to-back back and do the second on back-to-backs. 
and do a five out save in April. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if that is a common occurrence on a weekly basis, come September, this guy's going to be run down and that's something you got, you got to take care of your investments as they, as they say. But, uh, Hatches look good since uh, he's come yeah. back from the birth of his child. Uh, Jensen Hatcher, new to the world. Congratulations. <laughs> he has. Uh, actually, today he looked great uh, against the Giants today. His ball was moving again. He, he gets in trouble, much like Kershaw, actually, because they do throw both throw hard. But when their ball doesn't move, it, when it's static, it's just, you know, it's just meat up there for guys. Oh, yeah. You know, even though it's 94-95 and Hatcher throws faster, but if it's if it's just straight, uh, it's, you're you're this in the trouble. Big leagues. Yeah, <laughs> 97 straight down the middle. You can get away with that in Triple A. Not, <laughs> Not here. Yeah, <laughs> no. Guys are gonna turn on that. But yeah, he's looked good. So maybe it's like I don't know if that's his first child or uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know that I don't know. <laughs> but like if it is, maybe he has that perspective. You I, know that he's just like okay. You know I got people relying <laughs> on me now. I have to treat this as a job and really you know be spot on but uh, but Baez has uh, looked good in his last outing you know by he was always a guy who he'll either come in and strike out the side or he'll like give up a three-run home run yeah there's there, there was really no in between he did one of those two things right you know and of course uh Tuesday he does give up a home run <laughs> yeah and that's the one thing you need out of bullpen is like consistency too, yeah you know? so it's but you know if he can be if we can have like one of him or Yimi going good at, at its time, yeah. you know, I think Hatcher's going to be there. I actually think Blanton's going to be pretty good. And, they brought you know, up they brought up uh, Libertor. Libertor, yeah, yeah. Libertor. Who, who looked all right actually. I thought he looked okay. Yeah, and it gives gives uh, you know Doc another lefty in the pen, which is huge. Yeah, you know. Now he went. He, I know he came up. Uh, when they put Hatch on the uh, paternity list, Ooh. but now he's still up. So who, who did, uh, was there another roster move? Van Slyke went down. Van Slyke's on the DL now. Okay. So you have Van Slyke, Ethier, and Crawford all on the DL. Um, right. I I don't. I think they brought up Johnson, Micah Johnson, and then I think they sent him down and brought up Libertor. I believe that's what happened. Oh, uh, okay. Because I don't. That I believe right. Johnson is not on the team right now. That sounds right. That sounds right. And like. Really, why do you need Micah Johnson? Every, I mean, Austin Bond started a game at second base this yeah. week. It's like we got everybody in, on the team can play second yeah, base. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. Utley can play third. Turner can play third. Kike right. can even fill in at third. It's and with Kike's bat right now, you you you're gonna have to find him a place on the on the field. I you mean, are. he's he's killing the ball. I mean, he you know he, uh, the other day the two home runs, huge, and a, and a two run double. He had a hit. You know, they didn't win yesterday, but he still had hits. Two hits yesterday. He's no. just or not yesterday, the day before. Matt yeah. Baum. He owns Matt Baum. He's ten for sixteen. Yeah, first Matt Baum with like three bombs. He's you know, but PK uh, and Kryptonite both start with the K. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I just I but last year his bat was good. I think as a Dodger, he's hitting over three hundred. Yeah. Uh, same with actually same with Justin Turner. I believe while he's been hurt. I believe as a Dodger, he's hitting like 310. Yeah. While he's while he's been on the Dodgers. Turner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it just goes to show. I mean, all those people that were belly aching uh, when we traded D Brown. It's like I mean D Gordon. Excuse me. <laughs> D Brown, the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, D Brown. Right. <laughs> uh, but like D Gordon, it's like okay, yeah. I mean, I never really thought D Gordon was going to lead the NL in hitting, which I think he did last year. Yeah. You know, but it steals maybe, but not 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 batting average. So it kind of. Stings a little bit when you look at that, but when you look at what you got back, you know, you got Kike, you yeah. got Haney, who we traded, traded for, for, for Kendrick. Kendrick and Hatcher. Hatcher. Hatcher was the big thing because they needed bullpen help. Hatcher was amazing 
that last year with the Marlins. Florida, yeah. He was really good. Yeah. You know, and that I think to me that was the big that was the big thing. Where we they flipped Haney for Kendrick, so they had a second baseman. Right. But the biggest one was Hatcher. Yeah. Like they they wanted Hatcher as that eighth inning guy. Hatcher is our eighth inning guy. Right. You know, and I think that's something you got to earn. There's this kind of a, especially this day and age with like Kansas City and how they've kind of done it with their lockdown bullpens and even going back to like, you know, Mariano and John Wetland, you know, locking down the eighth and ninth. Everybody's kind of like wanting to get that so much, get that eighth inning and ninth inning locked down or maybe even seven, eighth and ninth locked down to shorten the game that sometimes they're putting, you know, a square peg in a round hole sometimes. And it's like, let the guys grow into that. And if they do, they do. But you look at a guy like um, Bruce Bochy, and he, like, just plays matchups all the way yeah. to the end. And, you know, it's like, okay, Hunter Strickland, he's got him in there, mm-hmm. flamethrower. But, hey, now it's a better matchup, you know, and he'll bring in, yeah. like, Contos or Lopez or somebody like that. And it's like, I'm, 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 I'm eager to see the manager who's going to, like, finally kind of take that step into bringing this closer in in the eighth yes you know? actually me and uh my good friend who goes to many of the dodger games with us <clears throat> you know to us you know your closer should face whether it's four, seven five, six, whether three, it's four, seven five. eight nine yeah should always face three four five four five six that's who your your best relief pitcher should face those guys absolutely you know i and i hope there is a manager that does that someday because all, all the metrics the analytics people they all want to do that right but managers don't want to do that and it's it's just like, do they not want to think as a manager? I mean, I almost think like that's it. They just like being on autopilot. Like once it gets <laughs> the eight inning, they just want to be like, I bring in this guy for the eighth, I bring in this guy yeah. for the ninth, and it's just like they turn off their brain sometimes, and I just don't understand. And like sometimes if a guy's like having a good day, like a Pedro and a Yimi, it's like you got to like take advantage of when they're throwing the ball well. So maybe extend those guys yeah, I, to two innings if they're throwing I, I've, good. I've said that so many times. If the yeah. guy, if a guy comes in and he's if Pedro, when Pedro's on, when Baez is on, if he comes in and strikes out the side, let him go out there for the next inning. See right. what you know. See what happens. Yeah. If, he, if he gets a guy on, pull him. Right. You know to pull him right away. But if if he's throwing gas and he strikes out the side, I think you should let him. Hang in there one more inning just to see, or at least, you know, let him go out for the next batter. Yeah. See what happens. There's all this, like, curtailing to, like, relievers, like, well, you like to come into a clean inning and all this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's making seven, uh, you know, uh, figures a year to come in and throw 15 pitches at a time. It's like he can come in and hold a guy on base. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, work on it, you know, in your off time if, if it's something you, you're not good at, but... Uh, another guy this year and also speaks to the wonderful versatility that's going on with the Dodgers this year and somebody we didn't give props in that first giant series, even though he was the hero in that first game <laughs> that only went up there uh, in AT&T was uh, Charlie Culberson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> former first-round pick of the Giants. So it's great to see him have success <laughs> versus the Giants. I love to see that. It's a yeah. I mean, he actually he's played he's played okay for the Dodgers. Great. You know? So it's been a nice. He's one of those guys who's like much like Turner, who's just kind of added to add depth. Right. You know, ter- everyone forgets that was all Turner was originally there for. Yeah. Was he was just oh wait now we have a uh, utility guy to back up 
you know, all, you know, everyone else. And then he started mashing. Yeah. And then he started hitting guys yeah. got hurt. He stepped up and now yeah. he's hitting, now he's batting third, exactly. starting at third base. And that's why the Kike, like you said, it's he's the new Turner and you've got to have him in there. Like until his back cools off. Yeah. He's got to, especially with those injuries you have in left field, he's got to be your everyday left fielder. I, I feel like, you I know? feel like he should be. And yeah. to me, it should, he, the way he's swinging, it should not matter for lefty righty. He should just right. be in the lineup. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. definitely going to be in there for lefties. Yeah. You know, and it, it's definitely like, you know, it looks like Roberts has kind of solidified that situation where the second baseman's going to be the leadoff for his righties. Yeah. But versus lefties, he's going to go with Kiki. Oh, yeah. He goes with Kiki. I yeah. mean, he's like, uh, you know, Ricky Henderson up there with <laughs> he has pop, yeah. you know, and he has got command of the strike zone. He's just a just a great hitter and, and just a team guy. And he's in a groove right now. You yeah. got you got to play. You got to let gotta the guy. Those guys. Yeah. When the guy's in a groove, you got to let him out there. Yeah. And like when he cools off. Then you go back to just yeah. playing them versus lefties for a while, you know. Because the one thing about like starting them versus righties that I kind of hate is the fact that you don't have that you know sick hitter <laughs> versus lefty in your pocket, you know, to kind of pinch hit late yeah. in the game when they bring in a tough lefty, you know. But although Trace uh, Trace has been Trace, Trace uh, Thompson has been raking lefties too. Yeah, he, he's been he's know? been hitting okay too. So. So he's like when that lefty lineup, it looks like they're gonna go with that, you know, Kike and left, and uh, and Trace and center. Tra- yeah. <laughs> the one thing and why you can kind of understand why he, uh, Kike doesn't play that much in the field was just that fly <laughs> ball in uh, Saturday's game. Yeah. <laughs> that he almost missed. <laughs> he did miss the oh, one he did, he did miss. Oh yeah, like bounced on the warning he, track. He also like... he also misplayed one really badly that he almost missed. Yeah, where that's what I looked at. I looked at you know my friends who I was with. And I'm like, that's why it's hard to find him a spot. Yeah. <laughs> he did have that nice diving catch though. He in did. the Friday night, game. but he did really misjudge the the double that yeah. went over his head. He yeah. did. Re- he really misjudged that yeah. ball. And that's what I said last year in the playoffs. I believe it was Cespedes when he was playing center. Right, hit one that. You know Jacques would have got you because he Jacques gets a great jump on the ball. Yeah, he does. He sees the ball really well coming out, and you just know like that would you know wound up being like a triple I think for Cespedes. Whereas if Jacques were in the game, it just would have been an out. Yeah, and it was just you know that's why you know I I mean I like sticking him in left. I think he's a better infielder than he is an outfielder. Right, but he's not particularly great at either position yeah. <laughs> yeah but i you know he's average he's yeah. palatable yeah, i mean exactly. if the dude hits 414 for yeah, the rest who, of the season honestly who cares you know yeah he so, makes it he makes a few bad judgments here or there oh well yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw him out there with a pair of mittens rather than a ball glove. it doesn't really matter but uh yeah i mean the and he really is like a catalyst for that lineup you know yeah. it's just and when you have him and you have like you know like even how you have guys like Kendrick and Utley and like all these guys that are taking pitches at that top of the order, it's like by the time Aegon's game came up, he might have watched you know 15, 20 pitches, you yeah. know, from the on deck circle, you know, and get, get to read on a guy. I mean, it's it's great. Although Aegon's third, third batter, right? So, fourth, he's oh, been, he is yeah. fourth? okay, cool. Uh, but Culbertson's been great, it's like everybody, and like I was also really impressed with uh, Trace Thompson in center field. He doesn't look out of place at all out there. Oh no, and they had no real backup center fielder yeah. uh, from for Peterson because yes, Puig and Hernandez can play center, right? But it's they're not particularly good at it. Mm-hmm. They're 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 serviceable at it, but you know, I getting Trace I thought was good for just sheer depth because you know. They like giving Jacques the day off, obviously, against lefties. Yeah. You know, they usually sit him down. And it's nice to have someone who can actually field the position. Definitely. 
<laughs> and 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 the guy's like career three thirty hitter versus lefties. So yeah, it's like get him out there versus lefties. Him and Kike got to be in the lineup, no doubt. And uh, they sat Sega versus uh, lefty, right? Uh, was yeah. that Saturday? I believe it was just. A, I felt like it was just a day off for him, much yeah. like with Puig. I think they okay. sat Puig. I think it was just one of those. Okay. I think they just kind of gave him a day off because yeah. they they normally pit, they normally play Seager against lefties. He doesn't really. Okay. That's usually not an issue. Right. right I right. think it just happened to be a. Just a day, just a off, day right? off, yeah. Okay. And Culberson had two hits, I think, that game. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Man. So it's really kind of clicking all, all cylinders for the Dodgers right now. Well, I'm, I was Even uh, though they're still, what, just a half game back of the Giants so far? Oh, uh, no, I think they're. They they went, even? I think they went up now. Okay. Oh, no, they're, t- they're both 8 and 5. I believe tired. they're both 8 and 5. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. I, I try not to look at the, the, the standings this early. Yeah, in the me season, neither. You I, know? I tend it's all to... about how the team's playing. <laughs> Look at their record. Yeah. And then you hope you turn around and, you know, it's August 1st and you hope they're maybe 10 games over 500 and within five games of a playoff spot. Yeah. Make, make the last two months interesting. Usually, usually I wait till about 25 games in before I really start caring about the standings. Right. You know, yeah. it's going to fluctuate so much. Teams are finding themselves. I mean, the Dodgers, you know, all the injuries. That's early. You know, yeah, it's 25 games. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a scoreboard watcher. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another solid outing from the rookie in the five spot. Yeah. Ross Stripling, man, he just keeps it going. He's looking good. His stuff looks good. His his ball moves. I love. Uh, you know, he's got that nice that nice curve. Mm. You know, a nice uh, change up too. It's, he looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm still glad they didn't leave him in in that game uh, against the Giants. I mean, I know that's still a little bit controversial, but I mean, really, I really didn't see how you could leave him in. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that whole game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even but this week, like he seemed like um, he was it was good to get that no hit to talk right off of, yeah. off the bat. <laughs> Dude hit like the second pitch. Yeah. And uh, but he still kind of settled down, looked great. Gave, yeah. gave him what six solid six or, solid innings, which is you know out of your five your five hole. That's all you could ask for. Huge. <laughs> and especially like this week with the the uh, the bullpen turning things around. You yeah. know, all you're gonna need out of that guy is six innings. You yeah. Know? You get six out of your fifth. That's good. Especially where. Uh, third uh, starter is pitching like a, a number one right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> and how about uh, Alex Wood? Yeah, it looked this, great the other right? day. It looked great. <laughs> so it's like even if he's kind of like he was last year where it's like good start, bad start, good start, bad start, good start. With Kenta pitch doing what yeah. he does and Stripling doing what he does, that might be enough. That's that plus and that's really, honestly, if he goes 10-10 and 10 but gives you like a 3-5, ERA. I don't think that's a bad season from Wood. No, three you know, five seasons, great. You know, you know, you, you go ten and ten, three five ERA. Same with Casimir. If Casimir can kind of do something similar, yeah, where it keeps the ERA in the threes, maybe goes five hundred. I don't think that. I think that's a win for both those guys oh, personally. Yeah. You know, right. for the Dodgers, I think that's a win. Definitely, definitely. Because <clears throat> I mean, you know, Kershaw is going to have twenty four. <laughs> so and it, and if Ryu ever does come back, you know, and he and he comes in there. You know, you have a really if Maeda keeps going like this, that's a good, a really good one, two, three. Oh yeah, with Kershaw, Maeda, and Ryu. But Ryu had another setback; he had a groin injury this week. Oh boy. Uh, I don't think it's too serious, but it's just now he's having setback after setback. Right. So you got to start to wonder: Is he going to pitch this year? I mean, it's one of those things that, like last year, something similar happened: injury, injury, setback, and then didn't pitch. Right. Then he had the surgery. Yeah. Now it's starting out the same kind of way. It's yeah. it's uh, it gets frustrating because he is legitimately one. If when he's in there as a number three starter, he's one of the best number three starters in the league. Right. So it, 
it and in the playoffs he actually pitched really well for them uh, against the Cardinals in those playoffs. Yeah, he, he pitched well. Yeah. That's that's why it'll be interesting because if the Dodgers can kind of keep this this flow going, uh, you know, keep the bats going, get get good pitching efforts, and the bullpen can be good, then now it's like you're looking at teams in July that are scrambling for like you know maybe some starting pitchers helped, and we don't have to make a trade at all. It's like we got Ryu maybe coming back, maybe a Brett Anderson you can throw into the mix, or McCarthy, or Brandon McCarthy, yeah. So it's like. They kind of did right by themselves by getting that pitching depth, uh, you know, and as if hopefully strip, yeah. <laughs> Stripling and Maeda can stay healthy and do what they're doing and pitch serviceably, that'll be nice. Yeah, and now you can see, now a lot of the moves make sense. Because at first when they got Trace Thompson and they did made some of these moves, I was kind of like, wow, there's so many outfielders. But then Ether got hurt, and Crawford, of course, gets hurt because right. that's what Crawford does best, gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is actually helping the team. I mean, like it's yeah, it's allowing Kike to play, so yeah. it works out. It's like when those guys get back. When I mean, Crawford should just they should just eat his contract and just get rid of the guy or something because he's just he's not a producer. And like you, and when if Ethier and him get back around the same time, I'd much rather see Ethier in left field than Crawford. I'd much rather see Kike in left field than Crawford. I'd much rather see Trace Thompson in left field yeah, than Crawford. I, I completely agree. I, they so should, do like, what, should do what the Red Sox did with Sandoval, you know, give him an injury boom, <laughs> to keep him on the DL. Well, that's 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 why you uh, <laughs> you question how valid this DL stint is for yeah. him, you know? But, oh, oh, wait, you're dinged up? I will put you on the DL. Yeah. It's okay. It's, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like anything, oh, I think I might have had a hangnail. DL. <laughs> They're just looking for any any reason to put him on there and just like get him off the books and try somebody else and it's right it's but right. i think you're right at this point i mean you with hey take some of that time you want to do some good time order with the time order buddy take that time order buddy and pay him off right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if there's a buyout in that contract you know but if there is take it oh man so uh so another thing I was thinking of the other night, because you know the whole Jackie Robinson thing, uh, and you know Vin's thing earlier in the week, you know just kind of put me as baseball does, put you in a nostalgic feeling, you know, just a frame of mind, and you know, watching Kershaw pitch to uh, Buster Posey, you know, it just made <laughs> me think like this is something we should cherish, you know, and you oh, younger yeah. fans, you know, just realize this matchup that you're being privileged to see. Because, like, you know, when all is said and done at the end of the careers, these guys are probably going to be in the top ten of their position of all time. Yeah, I you know? agree. And it's, it is something people should appreciate. Yeah, and soak in. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like um, uh, you know, now, because he seems to have figured it out, when Bryce Harper comes into town, when the Nationals come into town, you should go watch Bryce Harper. Right. You know, watch him now. Uh, if, you know... It's one of those things, like, and unfortunately, Posey tends to get the better of Kershaw. <laughs> but, <laughs> Not but as Posey, much as Kike gets of Mad Bomb. No. no. But, you know, Posey gets the better of a lot of pitchers. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like Oral Kershaw versus Bumgarner. The first matchup was a pitching duel. This one, not as much. Right. But appreciate these things because this kind of rivalry between these two teams, you get this kind of rivalry with this many good, great players. It's it's something that's not going to happen very often. Yeah, and in a few years it's going to be gone. <laughs> and we get we get treated to that, uh, you know, that pitch and matchup two times in the first three weeks. Of yeah, the exactly. And now it might not happen for the rest of the season. <laughs> Probably won't. Playoffs, hopefully. Oh, yeah. you know, in some September games that are really fought. Because I mean, it's a little too early to say 
this is looking like a two-horse race in the division, but it's kind of looking like a two-horse race in the yeah, division. Yeah, I mean, I was never sold on Arizona. Yeah. And with Pollock going down for them, their 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 lineup is looking sketchy. Now Shelby Miller has an injury too, I think. Now, so. yeah, and and uh, well, what was odd this week was um, I noticed, it, especially in the first game, and they started off in the first time through the lineup in the, you know, on Wednesday. They did it against the Diamondbacks. They were first pitch swinging like crazy, and obviously Turner Ward's from the Diamondbacks, so I assume right. that was a strategy, right? Because Corbin. Patrick Corbin only had like I, I think he had like sixty pitches through like five innings, you know, in that on opening day. Yeah, and it was one of these things where guys were just hacking out there at the first pitch. Right. And Agon is still kind of hacking a little bit at the first pitch a lot, which normally it's not like him. You know, he's a pretty disciplined hitter. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I wonder if this is just a way to mix it up a little bit that Ward's trying to try different things with different guys. Right. You know, keep keep, keep pitchers off balance a little bit. Like, oh, now we're going to have Agon go out there and swing. Whereas normally Puig usually crushes the first pitch, right. but he's not having Puig so we get the first pitch. So yeah. I wonder if it maybe it'll change at some point. You know, <laughs> I think he kind of got to. You know, it's all about there was, you know, going back to kind of the Billy Bean Moneyball era where he just tried to get guys that were like cheap on the uh, contract wise that had a high on base percentage and like got pitches to work into counts yeah. and. Uh, you know, I think that was kind of the way to go about it with the starting pitching being good and bullpens maybe being a little, you know, shoddy. It was you wanted to get into those middle guys. And that's still the case a lot of the times. But, you know, once you get a book on a guy that he always takes a strike, then you're just going to groove one right down the middle. Just, you know, so especially to a guy like Puig, he's got a tee off on yeah. that. If it's good. So you, I think, like, it's kind of a... You know, when you look at, like, bullpens getting better now, you know, so maybe you're not in a hurry to get into that bullpen. Maybe you want that starter out there in a while. And, you know, sometimes these guys, like Kike said in the postgame uh, the other night when he hit two bombs off him, he's like, hey, you know, this guy's great. Uh, you know, I'm, am I going to get a fastball that has a decent part of the plate more than one time in the bat? Probably not. Yeah. So when I see one, I'm going to put a good swing on it, you know. And luckily he was able to send two out of the park the other night. Sick <laughs> Oh my God, he's been great. He's been great. And he and you know what? He kissed both of those. I mean, he really. He, yeah, those are no doubters. Both yeah, of like uh, Peterson's today. I mean, Peterson. He that was a seed. Yeah, he he crushed that pitch. <laughs> That's good to see. You know, I mean, they really have some depth at it their is. position plays. That know? that was good to see because in Saturday's game, he you know they had a chance to tie the game. They had runner on third. Grandall was on third with one yeah. out, and Peterson had a terrible at bat yeah, and fouled out. And that and that was it was one of those things where you were like, well, actually it was funny. I thought maybe Grandall because he's not the fastest, but on opening day they suicide squeezed with AJ Ellis. I uh, you know I, I you know he laid the bunt down, got the run. Um, I thought that would have been a good position to try to have Jacques drag bunt because they weren't the they weren't playing him to bunt right. Jacques has decent speed. He can bunt. He bunted for a hit earlier in the week. I thought that would have been a good place there to try to lay that down and see if you can get that, you know, that yeah, that, that run score. It definitely would have had the uh, the the surprise element, no question. And, and I'm know? more comfortable with that than Jacques swinging freely. <laughs> yeah, right. And then then I think Puig got up and did swing at the first pitch. Did he? He did, and he After? actually he got a lot of it. He just got a little under it. A little I, off, yeah, a little yeah. under it. And I think you know Casillas. A little is, bit on the label. Yeah, Casillas not the hardest thrower. If that if that actually I think if that ball was 95, 96, that probably still would, that would probably would have carried out. Yeah. 
but Seager got a hold of that pitch against Lopez. Oh, uh, I mean, boy. dead center field. He crushed that thing. Seager's <laughs> great, man. He's so lucky to have that kid. Um, so you, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, yep. he's back in the mix now. Uh, and still kept Austin Bonds up. So there's still yeah. three catches in the mid. He showed his versatility being able to play at second base. Um, and first base. I think he played first base too. Did he play a little yeah. first base? <laughs> Craziness. And like, who else? Uh, Kendrick played a little left field. Yeah, Kendrick played left field. Yeah. And a little third base. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're moving guys around, seeing yeah. what works. But Grandall look, has looked good uh, so far. He's had two hits today and a walk, uh, two hits yesterday and a walk. Yeah. If he gets a double in the ninth with no wild, you got to get that run home. Yeah, I know. And Gonzalez did his job. I mean, you know, uh, not Gonzalez. Um, uh, whoever got him over. Uh, yeah, Was it Sega? No, no. You know, now I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who got. It might have been Gonzalez actually who got him over. Anyway, because yeah. uh, it was a lefty who got him over, okay. and you know they moved him over. He's on third, and that was where I because I, I was not comfortable with Jock taking a swing in that position. I really was not. Yeah, and I would pre- had preferred that. But even a sack fly gets him home. I know, but I was just I wanted Jock to hit that ball on the ground to the right side. Yeah, he hits it on the ground to the right side. The run should score. Right, even with Yasmani running. I mean, he's Agon's though. With Agon, no, because he's by far the slowest dodger on that roster. I think he's slower than AJ Ellis. <laughs> what um, uh, I want to put forth maybe another nickname for Yasmani Grandal, like Grandy <laughs> or something, because I kind of take issue with them calling him Yaz. I mean, because there's oh, really. Well, yeah, there's only one Yaz. There's only I know, one yeah. Yaz, you know? So let's, let's think of something, you know? <laughs> He's got to got to do something phenomenal out there, the, the grand man or uh, <laughs> the grand slam. Maybe he just gets uh, you know on a roll here and gets a couple <laughs> grand slams coming up. But even even I'll agree, there is only one. When you hear yes, there's only one person you think of, right? <laughs> you know, maybe if he puts up you know 500 homers and 3,000 hits yeah. in in 20 years, we can call or him hits yes. a, or hits a memorable home run yeah. in the World Series. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so good week for them. Uh, one, two, two series in a row, yeah. and that's what we got to do: keep winning series. And one of them versus the hated uh, Giants. So now it's like takes a little sting out of losing three or four up there, especially when we should have won three out of four up there. <laughs> well, you know, we don't want to spill milk it. You know? <laughs> things things are still going good for, for Dodger Nation. And so then coming up, who we got this week? We got, uh, got off day tomorrow. Off no. day tomorrow, Braves. Uh, Tuesday to Thursday, and then Rockies at home. Well, all, no, on the road. On the road, going yeah. back on the road, right? On the road this week. Braves in Atlanta, Rockies in Colorado. Luckily, Kershaw pitches against the Braves. Doesn't doesn't have to pitch a course. Wow, <laughs> the Rockies have been hitting the ball. They, yeah, <laughs> they've been pretty. They've been one of the surprise teams of the early season. So Story far. with seven home runs. Story sick. Uh, Arenado had two home runs today. I think he has six now already. Two on the season. That kid's a beast. I expect Story to quiet down a little bit, at least. I hope so. I mean, Bobby Demuro is used, used to be on this show. He's he talked me out of taking story, and he's a he's a Rockies fan on my on my fantasy team. I'm like texting him like every day. I'm like, what? He's still hot. He's still hot. He's like, don't worry about it. He's gonna cool off. I'm like, whatever, buddy. But uh, so that'll be good. Like on the road. I mean, the Braves they just won their first game a couple days ago. Well, so. actually, they swept uh, Miami. Oh wow. Yeah, they won their first. They were zero and nine. Now they won their first three. So they're three and nine now. Yeah. Oof. We're getting them at the wrong time. <laughs> They're kind of hot. <laughs> but that'll, that'll be good. I mean, they – I can't really name their pitches. Who do, who do they got over there now? You know what? I, they've, they've, had I know so they much, like, they've had so much turnover. Julius Chassin. Yeah. They've had so much turnover in the last couple of years. Right. I mean, 
last year, you, I mean, Shelby Miller's gone. Alex Wood is gone. You know, um, I mean, basically, I, I you mean they have Freddie Freeman. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, old Freddie boy. Yeah. But uh, so then, so at Atlanta and then at Colorado. Yeah. All right. So I mean, it'd be nice uh, at least to be five hundred in that, maybe four and two. I feel like stretch. I mean, those are teams they should beat. That should be a four and two stretch. Should okay. be. Okay. Okay. They're better than both those teams, so it should be a four and two stretch. You would think. <laughs> yeah. You would think. Keep keep the winning ways going. Um, <laughs> what, what is your Twitter, just in case people want to hit you up and say how awesome a job we're doing <laughs> on this show? And uh, you know, mine is uh, Gersh thirteen G E R S H one three. That's awesome. So hit them up on that. We're going to be settling into this time slot, I think, for a while now at uh, nine Pacific time. Although next week, I think we're going to be on at eight Pacific. Uh, then we'll settle in for for nine for a while. Uh, if you guys actually want to listen to us uh, live, you know we'd love to. You know maybe get some some phone action going on here if we can drum enough well, people uh, listen to us live. <laughs> That'd be nice. So what are you going to do? You're not going to be able to go any live baseball games this week. You're going yeah, to have to watch on television like the rest of us plebeians. Oh no, I have to go to a bar because I don't have enough time more. Oh, so I, I, unless you <laughs> donate to Vin's favorite charity. Exactly. Actually, you boom. know what? I actually do. Uh, well, he doesn't do road games. That's true. That's true. So don't worry so, about it. Uh, no, because normally if I don't get to watch the game at home, I do just enjoy listening to him on the radio. Yeah. I can just listen and I, you know, follow the game cast and I'm good. Wait, he <laughs> does, they have him on the radio call as well on home games? Yeah, he's on the radio. You can listen. To, well, uh-huh. I mean, it, it is, you know, you get Steiner and uh, not all the time. Oh, okay. Only on occasion. You get Normally it's Steiner and uh, what's Rick Monday and uh, Charlie Steiner yeah, for yeah, the yeah. most part. Right, right, right. You know, but. Uh, I try to I I stream it so I can listen to his uh, not radio radio like I don't turn on my radio at home I stream the game. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> I stream the game so I can listen to you can. There are websites where you can stream his well, voice. You, you have to like our younger fans that are listening that but, maybe aren't privy to Vin Scully's greatness. You have to tell them how they want to listen. It maybe they got Direct TV at home, you know. So uh, there's ways to find out. I mean, it's not supposed to be legal, but you can gotcha. find ways to watch the game. Legal. <laughs> oh, sounds good. You want to uh, chat about anything else before we sign off? Uh. No, you know, I think, uh, I think we covered it. Yeah, I think we. I mean, they, they had a good week. So. It was a good week. Let's hopefully <laughs> we're talking at this time next week. They have four and two for this week yeah, too. At there's least. less completed about the bullpen this week. So <laughs> I love it. Keep it rolling, bullpen. <laughs> Although you know what, I still I still want Honeycutt to have to answer for some of the bullpen woes when <laughs> it still bothers me. His people. day will come. <laughs> for Joshua Gershon, I'm Mike Conley. This has been a Dodgers Wrap 360. Go Dodgers! Thanks, guys. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.